0: Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) I got to give him glory. Uh, How about you? I got to give him honor. I have to give my God some praise. For this is the day that he's made. And he's made many days for me. And I'm so grateful. I am grateful, grateful, grateful To the Lord today. I'm grateful that He has opened doors for me. I'm grateful that He's made ways for me. I'm grateful and thankful that He has never left me, nor will He ever leave me or forsake me. I am glad about it. How about you? I'm telling you, God is so awesomely wonderful. Yes. Thank you for joining another LFHHM Together With Him broadcast. I'm Sister Ann Moles, and I will be your MC for the day. You know, I enjoy giving God the glory, and I enjoy what He has allowed for me to do. Now He's all given us something to do, y'all. He has given us all something to do. I don't care if you are uh, little or big or young or old. He has given us all something to do. And I am glad that, you know, all we have to do is just say, yes. (laughs) Yes, Lord, I will. Because he's going to help you. He's going to help you. Let's pray. Father, in the matchless name of Jesus, I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And I just thank you, God, that we're able to come together today and just be in your presence, God. I pray that you'll touch our ears, that you'll touch our hearts. Hallelujah, that you'll touch our minds, God, and give us the unction to hear you and to receive you receive your word God give us the courage hallelujah give us the courage to press on and to be bold for you give us the courage to say yes to you in Jesus name amen and amen God is sure good, and he is yet on the throne. A lot has been going on. As we know, every day is a new day of excitement, challenge. I mean, just so much. But you know what? God is in control. Now, we have had... <laughs> we've had this time... You know, we, we're we here. We're here. And shout out to the, uh, the new president, the new president Biden and, uh, Carmelita Harris. Now I tell you, God ordains, and we're going to trust him in all of what's going on. I believe we've done our parts. We've done our parts to vote. We've done our parts to pray. And, you know, there's a time. Where, yes, God does stay the hand of the enemy. And then there's a time when it's like, okay, this is it. Let's keep moving. And God allows us to do just that. He allows us as he wakes us up every morning, as he starts us on our way, he allows us the chance to keep moving because he still speaks to our hearts. We're not going to melt with fear. Yeah, even though his decision has been what it is, if you're for the candidates, if you're not, we know that we still stay focused on our Savior. Our Savior is the Lord. We look to the hills from which cometh, which cometh our help. Our help as believers comes from the Lord. Amen. I know it. I know it does. How about you? Yes, my help comes from the lord yes and you know we can't um we can't shrink in fear uh and is of course uncertainty and we do pray we do pray and we continue to trust in our god in all of what goes on in life amen amen well <laughs> i tell you i am excited about the lord uh and there are people that are still we're still on the battlefield whatever the decision is i'm still on the battlefield because you know i'm going to wake up and pray anyway we're going to pray for those that are in uh uh offices you know we're going to really pray now we're we, going we to really have to hunker down and pray <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, God has showed us some things. Hasn't he showed you some things about the decisions in life that we as a nation may make? Uh, Yeah, we see how the trends go. Jesus, amen, Jesus, Jesus, Father, Father, calling on him calling on the name of Jesus are you mad at me he asks. he says no you're forgiven oh <laughs> forgiven hallelujah we are forgiven God has forgiven us oh my 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 I tell you you know our sins are forgiven Hmm. we're forgiven. I want to talk for a moment about, about a great place to hang out. A great place to hang out. Uh now we have some some statistics about this place that i found very interesting you know and i and i thought about it because you know a lot of what's going on we will need the hope that god brings (laughs) i need the hope of the lord the hope of him showing up in my life hope is a great thing hallelujah jesus christ the hope of glory uh in an article written by Carol Tucker of Uni- University of the University of Southern california uh now this article is titled The nineteen fifties Powerful Years for Religion now this was uh the u s in the u s c new okay that's the the periodical that she wrote in and it Tucker noted that on a typical Sunday morning in the period from 1955 through 1958 almost half of all Americans were attending church the highest percentage in U.S. history now during the 1950s Nationwide church membership grew at a faster rate than the population. From 57% of the U.S. population in 1950 to 63.3% in 1960. Hmm. Well, now this is 2020. And, you know, it seems like 1955 was a long time ago. Now, some of our parents and grandparents, uh, pawpaws and big mamas still hanging out, still alive. This was during their time when they were kind of kids. Well, what's going on now, around the time now? Now, I've seen some very interesting statistics, young people. I'm seeing some very interesting statistics and I'm saying young people because, you know, when we're talking about this great, awesome place, (laughs) this place of fellowship and worship where there's good and your life is saved. Hmm. Let's look at this Gallup poll chart. Now, the percentage with a religious preference now that's someone that chooses i prefer uh this type of religion or that type of religion let's just say religion now we're not going to go denomination i'm not doing that right now okay but we're going to say those that are bible believers in the lord jesus christ not antichrist but those bible believers in the lord jesus christ And this Gallup poll is showing that those who were born between 1980 and 2000, 68% with religion, and then there's 29% with no religion. Okay, and we're talking about percentage by generation. Generation X, now those are you, people that were born between 1965 through 1979. Uh, now, there's 79% with religion, okay? And then it was 18% with no religion. So, that's people that say, hey, I don't have a religion. I I don't believe in nothing, you know, I'm just... And that's really what they're what they're saying. I, I believe in nothing. I have no preference. I just, I don't believe in nothing. Now, baby boomers. Now, that's uh, the big mamas, great-grands and all that, born in 1946 through 1964. Okay. Now, 84% said that they have religion. And, of course, traditionalists, those that have been hanging around with us for a long time, Uh, 89%, those were people born before 1945, 89% say that they have religion. Hmm. Well, we're looking at this graph, this chart, and it's just going down as far as the millennials. Now, my babies were born like, uh, 1985 to, uh, 1990, you know. So, that's kind of the timeline that I'm looking at. They're considered millennials. You guys born in that time frame are considered millennials. And what I'm looking at here, it says uh, that there are 29% that say they have no religion. And that's the those with religion has kind of gone down. Hmm, Kind of gone down. Well... Let's move on. Now, why? You know, when we're talking about religion, uh, we can talk about the Sabbath. We can talk about the day that God himself set aside and said, hey, I want you to chill on this day. I want you to take it easy on this day. But really, I want you... To keep it holy. So like we're remembering him. Let's look at Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 through 11. Now I'm going to read in the Amplified. So we can get a little understanding. A better understanding. But here. This this is one of my favorites. One of my favorites. It is the Amplified. And this cover here is great. We're going to be sharing uh, some opportunities for you to get a cover like that for your Bible. All right, Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. It says, Remember the Sabbath, seventh day, to keep it holy, set apart, dedicated to God. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. Now, this is the Lord sharing, telling the people, telling us what to do. Six days shall you work and do shall you labor and do all your work but the seventh day is a sabbath a day of rest dedicated to the lord your god on that day you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the temporary resident that's the foreigner who stays within your city gates for in six days the lord made the heavens and the earth The sea and everything that's in them, and he rested, ceased on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. That is, set it apart for his purposes. Hmm, Okay, so what is the Sabbath? What is the Sabbath about? It's a day to where we set aside that time, that day for him. For God's purposes. To focus on him. Now you know I tell my story. Time and time again. How we as young people. Went to church. And we're really kids. Going to church. We went to church in the morning. Church in the (laughs) afternoon. Church in the late evening. Church at night. On Sunday. We gave him that whole day. We gave God that whole day. And you know really. It's kind of a first fruit. It's a first fruit, even though we say the seventh, the Sabbath, the seventh day. Now, you know, I'm not going into the different beliefs on that. But this day where we are based on the Julian calendar, that's the calendar we follow. We it's the first day and it's a first fruit. And we, well, it's a great thing to think about because here is seventh, but first, but it's the day to where we give God. The whole day. Amen. We focus on him. So what happens. On the Sabbath. What happens. On Sunday at church. uh, Where where we look at. uh, People consider them to be religious. Or you know. They can use whatever word they like. But we like to use the word. Relationship. Well we have a relationship with our God. Other brothers and sisters have a relationship with our God. And then we come together on that day. hmm, On that day. To be ministered to. To minister in song and word. And minister to each other. But let's look at Luke chapter. Oh, let me see. Mark. We're going to go with Mark first. Chapter 2. Verses twenty-three through twenty-eight. Okay, Mark, chapter two, verses twenty-three through twenty-eight. Blessings to you, uh, Doctor Clark. Good to see you out. Good to see you out and sharing that shout-out. All right, Mark, chapter two, verses twenty-three. Through 28. Now, this is Jesus. This is a story about Jesus, and in, in the account where he is sharing, or shared the story account about what happened. Now, one Sabbath he was walking along, Jesus, walking along with his disciples through the grain fields, and as they went along, his disciples began picking the heads of the grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Now, remember, you know, we read in Exodus that we're not supposed to work. And and um, no one is supposed to work. You know, it's supposed to be a day dedicated to God. Now, the disciples were just hungry. They just went through picking up the grain fields. It's like, look, here's a, here's a quick snack. Here's a meal, maybe. Right? And the Pharisees are, those are the people that's in the. The, the church and you know, Pharisees, Sadducees, those were those that were in um, the, the legalistic uh, law, the uh, law of the Lord uh, in the synagogues. Okay, that's who they were. And, and they were putting people through bondage. You know, they, it's not like they really had a relationship with God. It, it was more that they wanted to have control over the people control and and just not cool they just weren't cool in that they knew the word but then they wanted to to bonk it over you know hit people upside the head and you didn't do this and you didn't do that well jesus they said to, to jesus look why are they doing this unlawful thing right they trying to feed themselves get something to eat on on a sunday oh my goodness how ridiculous well jesus said to them Verse 25, have you never read in the scriptures what David did when he was in need and was hungry? He and his companions, how he went into the house of God in the time of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the sacred bread, which is not lawful for anyone but the priest to eat, and how he also gave it to the men who were with him. Now, you know, there's some real deep study in that, I believe. You know, the house of bread. Jesus is the bread of life. Amen. And David knew where to go. And don't we know where to go to get that spiritual bread, that food, God feeding us his word? Hmm. Well, now... Verse 27, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Amen. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath, and he has authority over it. See, it's all about God, y'all. It's all about God. Now, we're to be obedient and do our best To take that day and give it to God. If we have a choice, I know I've let go of many opportunities to work on the Sabbath, on a Sunday, giving them up. But I I had a backup. I worked my way to that. Now, some of us may not be able to do that all the time. But if we can sacrifice that time and know that if we give that day dedicated to God. We're in for so much more than what we could gain on that day by working. Amen. Let's look at Luke chapter 6, verse 6 through 11. Now, Luke is in the New Testament too Matthew, Mark, Luke. So it's the right uh, Bible, uh, it's the Bible scripture right next to Mark, Luke, the Bible book. All right. On another Sabbath he entered the synagogue. Now this is another time. Now here here go the, the Sadducees, Pharisees, they they really just didn't like Jesus. They were they were angry with him that he was teaching the truth of God's word and liberating the people and not allowing for them to be in bondage to what they taught. Because, you know, they, they taught bondage to the people. They they wanted them to be bound to uh all kinds of of monetary situations and and things instead of trusting uh in what the word of god said they wanted to be in control instead of allowing god to be in control and then them just telling them just sharing the truth of god's word all right but on another sabbath he entered the synagogue that was jesus and was teaching and a man who was there whose right hand was withered all right so withered is just all draw dried up he couldn't do that's his right hand so you know i i work with my hands and i know many of you work with your hands i'll work with my hands and if especially my right hand if i can't work work with my right hand i'll be in trouble i'll be hand picking with the left and that's not cool well this man whose right hand was withered it it was impotent it couldn't do anything to help him and the scribes and the pharisees watched him watched jesus to see whether he would heal on the sabbath so that they might find a reason to accuse him oh boy wow healing i need god's healing every day Heal me, Lord. You know I need surgery. I need to be cleaned up, taken care of every day. And Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm? To save life or to destroy it? And after looking around at them all, he said to them, to him that's the man he said to the man he said to him stretch out your hand and he did so and his hand was restored amen his hand was restored but they were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus they restored that man God, Jesus restored that man's hand. He healed him. He gave him an opportunity. Now he has a future in life to where he can work. He can have both of his hands to work. He's no longer a beggar. He's no longer hindered. Hmm? But where was that man? (laughs) When he got that healing, where was he? Hmm? He was in church, y'all. He was in church. Yes, he was. He wasn't feeling, all, oh, woe is me. Oh, my hand is all with I might as well stay home. Jesus is everywhere. God, you don't have to go to church to be saved. You know what? That man, he pressed his way to church. Yeah, that's where he got his healing. Amen. Yes, and that's where we get our healing too we get our healing so in church what do we find in mark chapter 2 we found that the scenario where there's bread good eats good spiritual food in the house of the lord we found that there is miracle healing power in the house of the lord oh sounds like i need to be in church i need healing i need some good spiritual food amen so church workers just to remind ourselves what goes on in church what happens on the Sabbath church workers do good and save lives I know that when I get to church I'm gonna find some people there that are doing good for people and are saving lives now that's a word to the church that's a word to the church I I don't want to roll up in no church where there's mean people No, I don't, I don't need you to be mean to me. I don't need you to be, uh, uh, taking, uh, uh, speaking to me in any old kind of way. And, you know, I don't need you to hurt my feelings. I don't need you to find out my business and, uh, tell it around, uh, tell it you know exploit me i don't need you to exploit me for my hurt and and being down and then take all my money because you done told me that if i jump up and down three times and 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 uh then touch my the top of my head and then give give up fifty dollars i'll be healed uh i I don't need to be in a line i don't need to be in a twenty dollar line a hundred dollar line a fifty dollar line a five hundred dollar line i don't need to be in those lines okay, I, I need to to find people in the church that's gonna do good and and help save my life. That's why we go. Amen. I'm coming there. Uh, so we need to make sure that our hearts are right for folks when they do come, that our intentions are right, that we're trusting in God's word and not trying to fleece the flock. Oh boy. <laughs> I know I'm rambling. I know I'm talking, but it's in the Jesus name. We don't want the church hurt. We don't want to be caught up with the Pharisees like Jesus, you know, because what, what did they do? It's like they went away mad. They were trying to discuss with one another how they might, uh, how, how they're trying to kill him. They tried to kill Jesus all the time because he wasn't going for the okey doke. No, he wanted people liberated when they came to the house of prayer. He wanted them set free. He wanted them healed when they came. And that's what God does. That's what he does in the church. Hey, Amen. I want to go. I can't wait. Look, look this COVID and all that. And I know we do this and that, but on, uh, uh, for the ministry and everything, but I just can't wait. Hallelujah. I can't wait to get to Jesus huh? on that level. In the church house. Yeah, with the brothers and sisters and the saints praying and singing, and where there's love, you know, and nice, nice ushers. (laughs) Oh boy. Sweet ushers, kind ushers, attentive ushers, smiling ushers. (laughs) I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to get to the church, to get to Jesus. Well, let's look at Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now, that's uh, back in Mark. We haven't moved from chapter 2. We, we're going to go back, but we're going to go up to verses 1 through 12 this time. Jesus returned to Capernaum, and a few days later, the news went out that he was at home. Oh, Jesus at home? Yeah. <laughs> Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Is He at your home? Hallelujah! Is He in your in your 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 rooms? Mm-hmm. Does the Holy Spirit dwell where you live? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse two. So many people gathered together that there was no longer room for them, not even near the door, and Jesus was discussing with them. The word of God. So Jesus was at home and was discussing with the people at home, the word of God. So that's every home, every home. I had a, uh, an unction today, uh, to where, uh, there, the families in each home is a team. You know we have our teams. How about those chiefs? Mm. We have our teams, but the teams work together. And I had a a, a feeling and unction where the Lord ministered to me. How in the home, come together, come together in the home, young people, children, help each other, help your parents. Do your chores, do your homework, help them any way you can. Be obedient. Amen. And that's a good thing because they work hard for you. And the adults in the home, get along, be a team. You know, they, they divided so much in life. Even before COVID, there was so much division in life. But even now, it's even more division because now you can't do this. You're separated from your jobs, your co-workers, so many things. Even church, the ministry. But when you're in your home, come together. Come together and be a team. Work together. Amen. So, Jesus was... Discussing within the Word of God, have the Word of God flowing in your home through song, through teaching ministry. Turn on the radio. There's great radio. Uh, you know, people say, "Oh, I ain't trying to listen to no radio preacher." You know what? That those radio preachers now. You got to take the fish along with the bone, but then you take the bones out. Uh, and as you grow in the Word of God, you know which is fish and which is bone so that's your responsibility we're to work our own soul salvation out but those words have saved me many times saved my life saved me from from many things how the lord used the word coming through the radio amen coming through the television so keep the word of god in your house flowing in your house On your waking moments, on your living moments, on your lying down moments. Keep the word of God flowing. All right. Verse 3. Then they came, bringing him a paralyzed man who was being carried by four men. All right. The man was paralyzed. He had four friends. Huh? Now, every sinner, I believe you know, be around some saved folk. Because, you know, even if you decide you're not trying to be saved right now, you want to be around some folk that can get you saved, that can get you to Jesus. Amen. And for us believers, let us be able to be around some unsafe folk. Be strong enough, not so weak to where we backslidden and tongue hanging out and going right back to... No, we're not trying to do that, but to be strong in the Lord so that we can minister to others. Amen. All right. So, there were four men. He was carried, being carried by four men when they were unable to get to him, they weren't able to get to Jesus because of the crowd. They removed the roof above Jesus. And when they had dug out an opening, they let down the mat on which the paralyzed man was laying. When Jesus saw their of faith springing from confidence in him, he said to the paralyzed man, son. Your sins are forgiven. Why do we bring the word of God to people that we love? We should be around friends. We should be dragging them to the word of God. Why do we do it? So that they will ask, what must I do to be saved? So that they'll receive the, the, the profession from god son your sins are forgiven for the sins to be forgiven amen to be saved and set free all right verse six but because but some of the scribes were sitting there uh, debating in their hearts the implication of what he had said why does this man talk that way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins, remove guilt, nullify sin's penalty, and, and assign righteousness except God alone? Hmm. Yeah, you're right, dude. Who can but God? <laughs> but God is Jesus. God, Jesus. He's one and the same God manifested in the flesh. Here go Jesus. Jesus said in verse 8. Immediately, Jesus being fully aware of their hostility and knowing in his spirit that they were thinking this, said to them, Why are you debating and arguing about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and pick up your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the son of man has the same authority and power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I say unto you, get up, pick up your mat and go home. And he got up and immediately picked up the mat. And went out before them all so that they all were astonished. And they glorified and praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. Amen. Yes, Jesus was there in his home. Jesus is in our homes. Come on. He needs to be in our homes. What will happen? What will happen if we just saturate our homes with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Huh? There'll be unity. There'll be healing. You want to go to a house of prayer where Jesus is. Yes, we ain't trying to go to no dead church. No mean church. No church that just fleeces the people. Just just a greedy church. We're not trying to do that. Yeah, churches. (laughs) We're not trying to be those kind of churches either, are we? We're being the church of the living God. Amen. Where Jesus can do his work. That word goes forth. The sins are forgiven. Folks are healed. They're picking up those mats. They're going home. Taking the word of God along with them. Come on now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so awesome and wonderful, isn't he? He is one. And he's a joy. Hallelujah. He is life itself. Hallelujah. He's life. He's healing. He's everything that we need. Amen. And that's why. That's why we go. That's why we go to church. Because he should be there too. We go there to get strength. We may not all the time have the answers to where we can study on our own. But then we have pastors and, and missionaries and evangelists and elders and sisters, deaconesses and deacons. Folks that are there that study the word of God. Who are prayed up and ready to receive the people to minister to the people yeah get to the point of where you go get to church get to church (laughs) amen well you know the attribute i tell you i uh in my notes here i didn't get to the attribute of god but i will say again we can just use the one we used last time that god is gracious Yes, and that's why we get to church. Yeah, we get our sins forgiven. That's grace. Sins forgiven, because we truly are guilty, as mankind, and as individuals, too. Yeah, we get cleaned up, we get blessed. But God is gracious, He is infinitely inclined to spare the guilty. <sighs> Shout for joy if you love Jesus. Amen. If you love Jesus, go ahead and get your shout on for him and give him the glory. Hallelujah. I love Jesus. (laughs) I love him. When I think of the goodness of his goodness. Hallelujah. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul cries out, Hallelujah! I praise God for saving me. Hallelujah! I praise God for saving you. I praise God for opening doors and making ways for us to come together in right relationship with Him. Amen. Hallelujah, clap your hands if you love Jesus. Hallelujah, do you love him today? Do you? <laughs> do you love the Lord today? If you love him, you will want to get to know him. Get to know him. Spend time with him. But you know, he's got something for you first. You love him. He showed you love first. He's made a way for you to get close to him. For your sins to be washed away. He's made a way for you to be filled with his Holy Spirit. He's made a way for you to be in right relationship with you with him the strength of him just working and living through you he's made a way yeah if you want to get to know jesus and you're ready pray this prayer dear god in heaven I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins and i am now willing to turn from my sin i repent and turn away from sin and i turn to you i believe that you jesus shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. Right now, I ask you, Jesus to be my Lord and Savior and Lord over my life and my soul with my heart I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead this very moment I accept You, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are on the right track. You are on the right track. You're headed in the right direction. Amen. And to help uh, help you continue on your journey with Jesus, uh, we do have a pamphlet on our website at lfhhm.org. And if you go out there and click on the discipleship resources tab, uh, you will be able to see that pamphlet. And it just makes it clear your relationship with him and and expounds on what we're to do in our response. Amen. To grow in God. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. I am so, uh, so glad uh, that the Lord saved me. And I'm glad because I believe that there are some folks out there that are being touched, that are being touched and set free. Amen. Uh, that are receiving, receiving the gift of salvation. Amen. And I know that, the Lord says in his word that it won't return to him void. His word is not going to return to him void. It's going to seek out and accomplish what it was intended to do and what we do at laborers for his harvest ministries our intent is to solely solely lift up the Lord Jesus Christ and make disciples. Yeah, get catch on fire. Get this. Get this great gospel down on the inside of you. Get washed clean, hallelujah. Receive the salvation of the Lord, and then go share. Go share with others, amen. And we're here to help with that, with that journey. Well, we appreciate uh, you tuning in and being a part of our fellowship here. Um, stay strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Amen. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast. Together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.